Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and HMS Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy glory and Thy mercy, both revealed in Holy Scripture. And we pray that in this broadcast today, everyone who listens may find help. This we ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before thee To the heart of God. Amen. 
stood by the shore one day of the beautiful murmuring sea. I saw the great crowds as they thronged the way of the stranger of Galilee. I saw how the man who was blind from birth in a moment was made to see. The lame were made whole by the matchless skill of the stranger of Galilee. And I felt I could love him forever, so gracious and tender was he. His words of love They shall never forgotten be When sin, sick and helpless He saw me there This stranger of Galilee He showed me his hand and his riven side, and he whispered, It was for thee. My burden fell off at the pierced feet of the stranger of Galilee. We're happy to present the Faith for Today male quartet in a medley of three favorite hymns. First, God Will Take Care of You, Anywhere with Jesus, and Under His Wings. Be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. 
we'll take care of you. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere he leads me in this world below. Anywhere without him dearest joys would fade. Anywhere with Jesus I am not afraid. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. deepens and tempests are wild. Still I can trust him, I know he will keep me. He has redeemed me and I am his child. Under his wings, under his wings, who from his love can sever. Under his wings my soul shall abide. Safely abide forever. Here now is HMS Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject today, Victims of Divorce. One mother writes that she is never permitted to forget a certain amusing yet direct criticism which came from her youngest son. It was the result of one of those large questions so frequently asked by little people. What do people say when they get married, mother? She answered, they promise to love and be kind to each other. After a pause, the little boy said, Then you're not always married, are you, mother? Without a doubt, the lack of love and kindness sometimes manifested between married couples is one of the great causes for divorce. Another cause is a wrong view of marriage itself. In a country store, the question of marriage came up, and somebody insisted it was a failure. Marriage a failure, exclaimed a farmer standing by. I should say not, for there's my wife. She gets up in the morning at five o'clock and milks six cows and gets breakfast, starts four children off to school, looks after the other three at home, feeds the chickens, likewise the hogs, likewise some motherless sheep, separates the milk, does the washing and ironing, gets the meals, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. Do you think... I could hire anybody to do all that for what she gets? Not much. Marriage serves a success. Yes, a great success. Well, that's the way one man looked at it. To him, marriage was a plan for getting slave labor cheap. There are many forces blasting the foundations of marriage in our fast-moving age today. Collier's Weekly put the whole thing in this concise sequence. Matrimony, ceremony, parsimony, acrimony, testimony, alimony. And this is far too often the order in which things develop. Divorce is increasing in the United States three times as fast as the population. The Los Angeles Times sums it up this way. Young people enter into a life contract with less care than they would exercise in choosing a partner to run a peanut stand. Disregard for the sanctity of marriage with overemphasis of personal attraction and underemphasis of domestic responsibility was among the chief contributing causes which led to the downfall of Rome, of Greece, of Babylon. 
Nearly two-thirds of the complaints dealing with domestic relations brought to our courts are caused by husbands deserting their wives. Often, investigation reveals that the wives were so incompetent in their home duties that their husbands felt compelled to leave them. Both the husband and the wife are to be blamed, but rarely is the fault found in one party alone. In the beginning of the human race, God made no provision for separation. But sin came in and conditions changed. A divorce law was given through Moses, but Jesus said that it was because of the hardness of their hearts. Our Savior recognized but one sufficient cause for divorce. And even that, he said, was not God's ideal. Listen to his words in Matthew 19. And the Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? He answered and said, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. Then referring to the divorce law of Moses, he said, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. The divorce evil is not the divorce. Neither is the divorce a remedy for the divorce evil. The evil which is behind it all cannot be completely cured by another evil. Divorce is really a symptom, not the disease. It's the death which follows the diseased condition. Listen to several scriptural statements. Malachi 2.14 The Lord hath been a witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously. Yet she is thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. And here's another. For the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hateth putting away. That's verse 16. Strong statement, too. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7, Let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. This provision was made so that the woman might live apart from her husband, where conditions are unbearable or dangerous to life. We are talking today about the victims of divorce. There are at least three, and others to a minor extent, the husband, the wife, especially the children. When Judge J.D. Harvey of Houston, Texas, granted 212 divorces in 243 minutes, how many victims of divorce were involved? Well, at least 424, the number of married persons involved. But how many children were there? We're not told, probably a good many more. Think of those broken homes and the children who naturally love both father and mother. The Signs of the Times, the world's prophetic weekly, not long ago carried a fine article on victims of divorce by May Cole Kuhn, in which the author urges those contemplating divorce to think of their children before breaking up their homes. She quotes George Bernard Shaw saying, An unhappy household is a bad nursery. When a child is deprived a father or mother, he's cheated out of half his home. Remarriage often occasions jealousy, so the child suffers mentally, spiritually, and often physically. Children desire to belong to somebody and to be somebody. As the author calls them, these children are orphans of divorce. Without a doubt, a great deal of our modern juvenile delinquency comes from broken homes. Home life is the foundation of civilization. It's the foundation of every solid government. 
The breakup of the home, of which divorce is the outward evidence, is the great danger facing every civilized government on earth, directly or indirectly. The victims of divorce are not only the heartbroken husband and wife, embittered, skeptical, dissatisfied, the children uprooted and denied the association of a father or mother, but society itself and the world itself. What are the causes of divorce? The legal causes listed by the U.S. Bureau of Census includes unfaithfulness or adultery, cruelty, desertion, drunkenness, neglect to provide, gross neglect, vagrancy, conviction of crime, separation, bigamy, incompatibility, fraudulent representation, misconduct, and other minor causes. How may the number of the victims of divorce be reduced? The answer, by making marriage more solid, more satisfying. It would be better if young people did not rush into marriage without giving the matter of religion a single thought. It's reported that one young man said to his fiancée, I think you ought to know before we get married that I'm a somnambulist. She smiled sweetly and said, I don't care what your religion is, I'm a Baptist. But you can go to church with me on Sunday morning, I'll go with you on Sunday night. That was all she knew about religion in this particular connection. A noted divorce judge recently said, My investigation to the causes for divorce has shown only one case in 500 in which both husband and wife are godly people and churchgoers. Here are 12 suggestions from Louis A. Pease, Justice of the Peace in the Northeastern Pennsylvania District, which should be in the hands of every couple married in his office. They are entitled Spatterings from the Divorce Court Inkstand. First, keep up the courtship. Second, 50-50 in the work, money, recreation, and 99 on the love. Three, make your own home. Do not live with relatives. Four, remember the birthdays and the gift days. Five, let your wife run the domestic affairs without interference. Six, keep trying to please each other. Seven, do not be a tightwad. Eight, keep smiling if you don't feel like it. Nine, have children. Ten, send your wife on an occasional vacation. Eleven, do not expect too much of life. Beware of the border. Twelve, do not let the sun set on a quarrel. And may there be just enough shadows in your life to make a beautiful sunset. These suggestions are worth thinking about. To avoid become victims of divorce, listen to these words again. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God in the presence of this company to join together this man and this woman in the sacred estate of matrimony. In Eden... This ordinance was instituted by a loving creator who saw that it was not good that man should be alone, and therefore made the woman to be a helpmeet for him. This institution of marriage Christ blessed and adorned by his presence at the marriage feast of Cana of Galilee. Marriage is further commended to us by the Apostle Paul as worthy of all honor. Each party to this solemn covenant being required of God to keep inviolate its sacred obligations as long as both shall live. It is not by any to be contemplated nor entered into unadvisedly or lightly, but reverently, soberly, and in the fear of God. Into this holy estate these two persons here present come now to be joined. Therefore, if any man can show just cause why they may not live lawfully be joined together, let him now speak, or else hereafter forever hold his peace. Then turning to the bridegroom, the minister says words like these, I require and charge you both, as ye shall answer in the day of judgment, when the secrets of all hearts shall be disclosed, that if either of you 
knows any cause why you may not lawfully be joined together in matrimony, you do now confess it. And after asking who gives this woman to be married to this man and receiving the reply, the minister joins the right hands of the two persons to be married and says, and now solemnly promising before God and in the presence of these witnesses, Wilt thou, John Smith, have this woman, Mary Jones, to be thy wedded wife, to live together after God's ordinance in the holy estate of matrimony? Wilt thou love her, comfort her, honor her, cherish her, in sickness and in health, in prosperity or adversity, and forsaking all other, keep thee only unto her so long as ye both shall live? Do you so declare? And the bridegroom answers, I do. The same identical questions are then put to the bride, who answers in the same way. Then putting his hand upon their joined hands, the minister says, For as much as these two, naming them, have consented together in holy wedlock and have witnessed the same before God and in this company, and there too have given and pledged their troth each to the other, and have declared the same by joining hands. I, as a minister of the gospel and by the authority of the law, do pronounce that they are husband and wife. What God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Amen. And then with bowed heads the blessing of God is asked upon them. Have you, my married friends, been faithful to the vows you once took? Do you remember those words? that day? Are you true to those words now? Seek to renew them every day in love. Then there will be fewer and fewer victims of divorce. Jesus comes with power to gladden when love shines in. Every life that woke and saddened when love shines in. Love will teach us how to pray. Love will drive the gloom away. Turn our darkness into day when love shines in. When love, when love shines, shines in. in. When love shines in. How the heart is tuned to singing when love shines in. When love shines in, when love shines in. Joy and peace to others bringing when love shines in. Darkest sorrow will grow brighter when love shines in. And the heaviest burden lighter when love shines in. Tis the glory that will throw light to show us where to go. Oh, the heart shall blessing know when love shines in. When love, when shines, love shines in, when love shines in. How the heart is tuned to singing when love shines in. When love shines in, when love shines in.
we urge you to join us in this great radio mission of faith by inviting some friend or neighbor to tune in next week. Remember also that we deeply appreciate a part of your prayers. This is Orville Iverson, Associate Minister of the Voice of Prophecy. May the Lord richly bless you as you continue to look up, going forward in faith. Have faith in God. In prayer, make your appeal. Have faith in God to make your marriage real. Have faith in God. Your hearts forever seal. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has served to give you spiritual strength today. Now we invite you to join us again next week, same time, same stations, for another broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.